0: Welcome into the DNVR Fantasy Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is Jake Schwanitz. Joining me in a matter of seconds will be Kale Sorbo. Tons to get to today. Uh, Our leading topic is going to be about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, if his breakout is finally here, uh, if he can finally be trusted as a RB1, RB2 type. Also, uh, King Henry is back. Uh, We can cover Chris Olave, Brees Hall. Tons of stuff to get to today. We welcome Kale into the show now. Kill, how you doing, man? Tell me all your fantasy hopes and dreams that have gone wrong.
1: Oh, I'm 0-4 in uh, my
0: big money league, so we're going Excellent. great. <laughs> Excellent. I'm also 0-4 in my main league, so uh, great Great guys to be giving fantasy <laughs> advice right now, honestly. I, did,
1: I have won this league. I think I won last year, actually, and then just immediately followed it up with a uh, complete falling on my face, so that's great.
0: That tends to happen in fantasy football. She can be a cruel mistress for sure. Let's get into the show, though, Cale. Where do you want to start off today?
1: Let's just go game by game like we have been. Um, Let's start with Thursday Night Football. uh, Miami at Cincinnati. What's Mm -hmm. your biggest takeaway from this game?
0: Well, the biggest takeaway for me, I think, is that Miami and this offense is going to be severely hamstrung depending on the health of Tua Tungavailoa. Teddy Bridgewater came and did all right, 14-23, 193 yards, but just not near as efficient as Tua, so that's a huge hit. Uh, we saw Jalen Waddle only 39 yards. Tyreek Hill still produced some points, but man, it was uh, it's going to be rough for the Dolphins going forward. I agree. Any concern for you uh, pulling either of those guys out of your lineup? Are you are you benching either of those guys, Tyreek or Jalen Waddle? Tyreek, I think, is proven enough that you can still throw him in there. Waddle, I have in our uh, office league, and so that was a disappointing one to see. It's. I mean, depending on depth, it's absolutely. I think in the cards of debating whether you not whether or not you want to start Jalen Waddle through the future. And then, do you have any big questions coming out of this week? Um, this game particular, yeah. I mean, hmm, I guess just the health of Tua. I think that's the biggest thing, um, and it's going to determine a lot of these fantasy players. I mean, this whole backfield and these wide receivers. My big, my big question
1: is: is Moser the guy? It really seems like he is the more explosive of the two backs, but then Chase Edmonds is still getting those carries. Um, I don't think they're both startable, so what do you do in that situation there?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. I like the talent of Raheem Mostert for sure. Um, he's been one of my guys for a while, just keeps getting hurt. He did outtouch Chase Edmonds 15-5, to though, so I think that that's pretty telling um but if it's anything to go by this is still an nfl running back room there's going to be tons of rotation this one might just be a flex dependent touchdown type of thing uh when you want to start one of these guys or have to totally all right
1: next game we've got minnesota at new orleans early morning a little some london funkiness going on here yeah for sure what's your biggest takeaway from this game
0: Biggest takeaway for me, I mean, Chris Olave is quarterback proof, it looks like. This guy just gets open. He makes big plays. Uh, He's got the speed. We saw it coming out of Ohio State. Dalvin Cook, though, a little concerning. 20 carries, only produced 76 yards. He does have that shoulder injury he's dealing with. He Um, doesn't quite look like Dalvin from a couple years ago,
1: does he? Yep. I think the carries might be starting to add up a little bit. I mean, he's always been an injury-banged-up guy that plays well when he's on the field, but... It's starting to look like the carries are loading up there, uh, and you're right. Olave is just quarterback proof. Uh, another week, only seven targets this week, but he did have 41 snaps, He uh, mm-hmm. so he's still getting plenty of plenty of run in that offense, and he's going to be a double-digit target guy most
0: weeks. Also, another thing from this game, Latavius Murray was the leading rusher for the Saints. He's no longer on the Saints. He's so, a Denver Bronco. He's a Denver Bronco, so there is a void in the New Orleans Saints backfield, I mean, Mark Ingram got ten carries. Didn't do much with them. Um, it might be tough if you're a Mark Ingram owner, or I guess a Camaro owner too, until he comes back. Because I mean, that's concerning that he was and declared out.
1: Camaro was borderline unplayable before right. the injury, even. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's a backfield that makes no sense. I, I don't really think Camara is a starting. Starting just lock it in guy anymore anyway. Uh so that's concerning. What's
0: your biggest question about this game? Biggest question. Hmm. How explosive is the Minnesota's Viking offense? Is my biggest question because I think in week one we saw a lot of what the hype was built up to be, right? Um and really since then, I mean they scored twenty-eight points, but Kirk Cousins, two hundred seventy-three yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Not the greatest day. I mean, Justin Jefferson did his thing. But other than that, there wasn't much fantasy production from the Vikings this week.
1: I mean, Adam Thielen had a decent week again. Decent. He yeah. had a decent week. So I think those are your two guys that are startable in that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, is You've got Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson proven to be a little bit of a boomer bust type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry, I was reading the question that That's was up there um but nine targets for adam thielen 13 for justin jefferson both of those guys are getting their lion's share of targets in that offense i think they're both startable although obviously you want the upside of jefferson there right um but i'm worried about dalvin cook let's move on though let's go to our next game we've got seattle at detroit what is going on with jared goff
0: is he really a top five quarterback Jared Goff's just doing Jared Goff things, honestly. I mean, he's (laughs) always been capable of having these big games. He's going to make the dumb interception, and he's going to make some boneheaded decisions just in terms of in the process of the play. But 45 points in a loss, uh, four touchdown passes. This offense doesn't even have Jamison Williams yet, or uh, Williams Yeah, Kale. this offense is going to get even better and more explosive moving forward. I mean, he put up that type of production without
1: his top two wide receivers last week. It is a absolute... (laughs) No St. Brown also. No St. Brown. I I mean, a guy, no DJ Chark and Mm -hmm. no DeAndre Swift. I mean, there was absolutely no reason for them to put up the numbers that they did, but they did. Goff is playing really well, which he's always shown that when you give him time and that offensive line is absolutely stout, Mm-hmm. So the other question I have coming out of this game is, is Seattle wide receivers for real? Is this Geno Smith thing? Is it time to sell on those Seattle wide receivers? Cause they've sort of peaked out early season or,
0: do, or are we riding the Geno and DK train for a while? Honestly, I don't really know what to do with this uh, Geno <laughs> Smith momentum because I was never a Geno Smith fan, but I know that there are, I mean, there's plenty of national guys on Twitter that are huge Geno Smith fans swear that he's a good quarterback I feel caught in the middle with this. Um, I think DK is more proven and will be the more consistent player moving forward than Tyler Lockett. They seem um, to
1: have a nice connection, too, when you yes. watch them play. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, is, they're not throwing a lot of those go balls that you're used to with DK, but he's still getting open, which mm-hmm. is really started. He's using his size in the middle of the field, which is really good to see. I think I would sell on Ty Lockett, if you can, this week. I think his value is only going to go down from here. I think he's sort of hit his peak, but DK I would hold on to.
0: I mean, I, I I agree with that for the most part. The thing is though, these receivers were going so late. These are so these should be value players if they're on your team, unless you reached and like I don't That's know. That's what I'm saying. But try. you might want to
1: flip them right at yeah. this point. Get some better players now that they're out exceeding the value of where you drafted them. True. Um, all right. New York Jets at Pittsburgh. What's going on with Brees Hall? Is he finally sort of coming into that status that we all thought he would, especially when
0: especially when dynasty drafts were going on earlier this year? Uh, great question. I mean, I, I was a Brees Hall fan, I'd say. I don't think I was as bullish on him as many other people were. Um, the split with Michael Carter was concerning coming into the year. That was really my holdup with Brees Hall. But he outtouched him 17-9, to So, and they drafted him in the second round for a reason. This guy's going to eventually be the lead back of this football team. I think it's just more of a situation thing. It was good seeing Zach Wilson come back um, and play somewhat to what we expected. I mean, he was still Zach Wilson. He was 50% completion, two interceptions. Uh, but he was able to make plays and hit some guys. So it's, this offense is just in the infant stages, I think. Here's what I like about Brees Hall. He got
1: six targets last week. There you go. For a running back, that's huge. Mm-hmm. So along with his 17 carries, it seems like that split is going to go more and more his way. I'm all in on Brees Hall. Um, plus, I just like the way he plays. Uh, Pittsburgh, what do we make of this QB change? Because it looks like it's sticking. <laughs> so yeah. do we? are we buying? George Pickens finally had a really good week. Mm-hmm they're throwing him more of those go balls which is where his specialty's going to lie. Kenny Pickett's mm-hmm. definitely got a bigger arm than Mitch Trubisky did. Mm-hmm. Are we buying George
0: Pickens at all? And how does this affect Najee Harris? George Pickens, I mean, you you I think you're kind of buying a little high now. I think at this point you kind of miss the train unless you get a pretty good offer or you're able to create a pretty good offer. I, I think Kenny Pickett is far and away a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about that. So I think it's a tick up for all Pittsburgh uh, receivers. Najee, I'm still I'm not too sure on him. I, I'm not as confident in this uh, Pittsburgh running off, or offensive line in the running game in, as I would be in previous years. And I think he's still kind of dealing with a little bit of that foot injury too. I, I just don't see the same explosion that you're used to seeing out of him. I think he's going to catch more passes, though, because I think they're going to be able to run
1: more of a traditional offense. They're going to be running less out of the shotgun, um, and I like him to catch some more passes. I am I am high on Najee Harris. I was super high. I wrote him all of last year, but I think they're going to be able to get back more to that type of offense that the Steelers want to be running under center. I think they're going to get that run game going, and I think Najee Harris is going to catch passes, which in a PPR or a half PPR league it's going to be really important. All right, let's move on, though. Chicago at New York Giants. Whoever plays the Bears is a top defense.
0: Uh, Yeah, it seems that way. Uh, Justin Fields just I – don't, I don't know if it's Justin Fields more so or if it's just the comp- offensive construction in the scheme, but they have not been able to get any type of passing game going to this point. Justin Fields, another unimpressive stat line, 11 of 22, no touchdowns, 174 yards. Uh, Khalil Herbert also back down to earth. Saquon, I'm still bullish on Saquon. Here's our question. Is it time to sell on Saquon?
1: Is this as high as his value gets this year, especially in the Dynasty League? Could you get some really good value on on Saquon? Is this your last chance to get value moving off of Saquon?
0: Dynasty is a different story, I believe. I think that you could reasonably sell and get a good return uh, for Saquon. If you're in a redraft, though, and you have Saquon, I think you got to hold on to him. I think this is potentially the RB1. I think this is a league
1: winner if he mm-hmm. stays healthy. Yep. Um, I absolutely agree with that. All right, let's move on. Tennessee at Indiana.
0: Derrick Henry, is he officially back? It seems that way. Uh, the Colts, one of the more hot and cold teams of the NFL season to this point, and that's what exactly what they were in that game against Tennessee. Um, it came out very sluggish. Scored some points in the second and third quarter and then a scoreless fourth quarter. Also, uh, Matt Ryan played pretty well for the Colts, um, but this was in, in no terms of quarterback duel. Ryan Tannehill, 17 of 21, 137. So I think that bodes well for Derrick Henry. They're going to have to rely on him and ride him um, if they want any type of offensive production. Here's uh, what I like about Derrick
1: Henry this year. He's catching passes. Yes. More than he has in years past. Five five targets last week, twenty-two carries. He is he had that twenty-two-yard reception that went for a huge gain just off of that little dump off screen. I really like the way Derrick Henry's catching passes. He's not being used in a necessarily role like a CMC or a Saquon is where he's gonna catch a ton of passes. He's not gonna get double-digit targets, mm-hmm. but that little bit of extra target that you're getting there is actually adding value and it's allowing him to recoup what he is and what he's lost a little bit in his running game i think
0: absolutely highest targeted receiver on the tennessee team
1: there we go right there um wow over robert woods that is that is really impressive is it time
0: to panic on jonathan taylor i don't know if panic's the right word i'd be concerned um especially given the injury and just on a week-to-week basis and talking about this week i mean he plays on thursday obviously so His uh, status is in doubt for that game, so that is 100% concerning. I still believe in this Colts offensive line. I don't think Matt Ryan is – he's not close to that 2016 form. He's more so Phillip Rivers at the end of his career, which was on the Colts. Um, I I still trust in that offensive line. I think Taylor's going to get his big days eventually.
1: What do we think about Michael Pittman? Because I he's been so up and down this mm-hmm. season. Is he a
0: set-and-forget guy still like we thought he was going to be coming into this year? It's tough to say. I mean, Matt Ryan always did feed his, uh, I don't know, his best receivers. I mean, obviously, Julio Jones and R- Roddy White got a ton of work when he, he was in ran, Atlanta. He ran 38 routes last week and only got six targets. It's concerning. Um I just think the passing game in Indianapolis is concerning overall. I mean, Alec Pierce is someone who'd be a nice, uh, I guess, waiver wire if he's still available Mm. type player. But I just don't trust anyone, Matt Ryan included, in this passing game. Much
1: agreed, much agreed. All right. What do we got? LA Chargers at the Houston
0: Texans. Where do we go from here? What's your biggest takeaway? Uh, Damian Pierce. Welcome to the show, man, finally. Uh, And some speed, too. I got to tell you. I was a big Damian Pierce fan going back to Florida uh, through COVID season in 2020. I've been watching him for a long time. I've never seen that type of speed from Damian Pierce. He's on got that. some wheels. That was very impressive. He was underutilized at Florida. It's good to see that he's finally settling, settling in as the lead back. It seems like Justin Herbert is healthy enough, though, too, if you want to talk about the tar- uh, Chargers side. Um, where do you want to go from here, though, in this one? Let's start with Gerald Everett because
1: i think he's dope yep six targets from the tight end position and he's making the best out of it like i'm really
0: buying in on gerald everett i think he's a starting to forget tight end for the rest of the year i think so i mean at least four targets in every game um in that four target game was week one he had 10 targets week two six the last two weeks um and especially if these wide receivers for the chargers keep kind of dropping like flies uh, i don't know if keenan allen's coming back this week or not i haven't kept up on him but especially if Keaton Allen's out, Gerald Everett is a start and and forget tight end. They're also, they're using a lot of
1: 12 personnel, 37 Mm -hmm. snaps that had at least two tight ends on the field last week, which is crazy. That's great information. And 25 routes run for Gerald Everett and six targets. He is almost being utilized as a low-end wide receiver too. I would buy in, buy in, buy in, buy in, buy in, buy in, and he is a trade target. If you are Mm -hmm. in the running right now, I think you could get a really good value trading for him right now without having to give up that much. Give up a low-end wide receiver, too, for Gerald Everett, maybe in a one-for-one swap, and you can really plug in your tight end for the rest of the season. All right, let's move on. Cleveland at Atlanta. Algiers. Weird game. Weird game. Weird games. Uh, Weird game. Is Mariota the rare good real-life QB but bad fantasy QB, especially <laughs> for one who has some upside with his legs? You would think he would almost be a diet Jalen Hurts, but it hasn't been
0: anything like that. This is how he was in Tennessee when he was the starting quarterback. I mean, this is this looks exactly like a Tennessee Marcus Mariota stat line. 7 of 19, 139 yards, one interception, was sacked once. Um, on the ground, five attempts, three carries. But when you watch the offense, they're moving forward a lot um, and able to pick up first downs. The offense is fun. It, it is fun. Uh, a lot of good fun guys in Cordell Patterson, Algier. Uh, when Pitts is finally getting involved, he finally had a catch this week, only 25 yards. Um, London, a, a disappointing production game from him too. Yeah, I mean – I have to wonder if we do see Desmond Ritter sometime before Thanksgiving at this point. Um, but I don't know if it's, it's just so much like that Tennessee situation with Mariota. It's almost like he's not bad enough to really bench, but you really need more.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing we'll bring up here, Patterson looks like he's going to be out for a while, if mm-hmm. not the whole year. So Algier is a waiver wire target. Um, definitely. We'll get to that later. But Anything on the Cleveland side that you want to get to other than Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are both still startable running backs?
0: Yep. I mean, those guys are absolute beasts. They've proven that year in and year out, um, basically since they came into the NFL.
1: A little bit of a down week for Amari Cooper, but I would still buy in on him. He's Mm -hmm. catching a lot of passes there.
0: I'm feeling good about Njoku too.
1: Yep. it Really, that breakout seems to be sticking. Mm -hmm. Um, Washington at Dallas. What's going on with Scary Terry?
0: Yeah, I think he's suffering from uh, Carson Wentz syndrome right now, Um, however you want to take that. Jahan Dotson's seen some targets too. I think off the top of my head, um, I know he scored one touchdown. I think he had another big play or something that was overturned on penalty. Um, He's getting the looks that you want to see. To answer your question, though, with Terry McLaurin, I think this just happens sometimes to these guys that are number one targets. They get focused in game plans. Teams make an emphasis to take them away. Mm. This is a divisional opponent. I wouldn't freak out. I still think, uh, I mean, obviously, Scary Terry is a great player still. Yeah,
1: great wide receiver, but fantasy-wise, are you worried? Are you still starting him?
0: I'm worried. I'm officially, uh, maybe I'm not touching the red button yet, freaking out and trying to just trade him for whatever I can get, but I'm getting close to that point, I think.
1: I would agree. Um, And then are we buying these CeeDee Lamb Cooper Rush stonks that are going on?
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. This Dallas team is so weird. I mean, they've had the same construction for the last seven, eight years. Um, And we've seen this happen for Dallas before. When Dak came in as a rookie, of course, Cooper Rush isn't a rookie, but when the backup comes in and plays well, it seems to happen a lot in Dallas for whatever reason. CeeDee Lamb's a very talented player. I think that he's still pretty safe to just set and forget in your lineup. Um, Cooper rush though. I uh, Can I, is it bad if I say I still want to see more? Is no, that fair? That's
1: totally fair. Um, he's been playing really well, but he is a backup for a reason. And, you know, we'll see if he can shake that moniker, but I really like CD lamb. The other thing is Michael Gallup is still available in mm-hmm. waivers in some places absolutely go get him he's playing really really well Dak loves him as a deep threat too so when Dak comes back I think Gallup stocks go up yep totally I think that could be one thing that uh maybe helps swing a league all right game of the week Jacksonville at Philadelphia what everyone Mm -hmm. was Sanders is averaging six and a half PPR points more per game this year than he is than he was last year is Miles Sanders a real
0: real RB1 so I think so But last year, the thing with Philadelphia last year, it was like through the first six or eight weeks, I believe it was, this team wasn't running the football a lot. Um, And they became a running team in the second half last year. You're starting to see that carry over this year. So I think really Miles Sanders is just picking up where he left off in terms of uh, last season's production towards the end of the half of the year. This offense is just built around the running game, though. If you have any type of Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts stock, you are feeling really, really good right now. And then we got to talk about Jamal Agnew because he caught
1: two touchdown passes on only six targets and they were both kind of filthy. Is he worth buying in on? I mean, obviously, we love Christian Kirk this Mm -hmm. year. We have talked about that. But is Jamal Agnew worth buying in on a little bit or is he still a little bit too tumultuous?
0: I'd say if you have a a waiver that's like bottom half and you need a wide receiver, go ahead. Throw it in there. Might as well um, see what you can get from him. I do think eventually we see these other guys start to become the leaders um, in this receiving court. Christian Kirk, uh, Marvin Jones, DJ Chark was, or I'm sorry, DJ Chark's not on his team anymore. Um, who am I thinking of? The other wide receiver. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Regardless, I'd like to oh, see Marvin more. Jones Jr. Marvin Jones. I'd like to see more from Travis Etienne in the receiving game, too. I thought this is why this guy was brought into this team, and we just haven't seen that from him.
1: Yep, I would agree, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they're just using James Robinson in that yep. role because I think Peterson just thinks he's the better back, and that might but, be the case. He's right. All right, let's move on. Next game, we've got Buffalo at Baltimore. Um, Dobbins returns and was good. He was decent. Yeah. Um, he was decent in his first start back. Is Are we finally getting some clarity in that Baltimore backfield? Is J.K. Dobbins going to be that guy?
0: I think he always was that guy. Uh, just had to get back from the injury. Baltimore played it really safe with his health and making him come along at his own pace, not rushing him back. And I think that the way that he was used early, obviously down near the goal line, getting the touchdown, that's what you want to see from him, and I think that's the player that they envision him being. In this offense, eventually.
1: Four targets, too, which in PPR yep, you great. really like. Mm-hmm. Um, carries, 13. So he definitely got the lion's share of carries out of that. And Justice Hill looking like we should fade him a little bit now that Dobbins yeah. is back. Um, yeah. You might have seen the best out of him already. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else from this game? Anything? Can Singletary keep catching passes like this? Or I don't know. I'm not in on Devin Singletary.
0: Yeah, I mean. He's going to lead that backfield, so I guess if there is a back to own on this football team, he'd be the one. Um, I'm concerned about my Gabe Davis stocks, though. What the hell? Dude,
1: I bought in big on Gabe Davis in pretty much every league, and I Henry put this best last week. Give a shout-out to Henry Chisholm from DNVR Broncos. Uh, he said he's Mike Williams. He's going to be a guy who either goes off or he for a couple touchdowns and huge receptions, or he doesn't. So... Play that as you will. Play it matchup-dependent, I guess. But I don't think he's going to be the week-in, week-out monster that we think he is. I just think he's one of those guys that when he does go off, he's going to go off. And it's going to be really frustrating when that week happens he happens to be on your bench.
0: Still kind of working back from injury, though, too. So I, I think that... Um the best is yet to come from Gabe Davis in terms of explosive games and in terms of consistency too. Totally.
1: All right, Arizona at Carolina. Um, CMC make their mar- makes his mark. So does Hollywood Brown. Um, but is this type of play sustainable for Kyler Murray? Uh,
0: I believe so. I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. I didn't watch too much of this game because this was going on during the Broncos game. Um, I just Kingsbury. I've been out on for a few years now. Mm. I'm still out on him. And the only time that Kyler really looks good is when Cliff kind of throws his hands up and goes, please go win us the football game, which is going to happen extremely often as long as Cliff Kingsbury is the head coach. Um, so I think to answer your question in some regards, yes, he will. Kyler Murray will continue to be explosive.
1: All right, let's move on to uh, probably the biggest question that everybody's going to have right now is Denver at Raiders. Um, First of all, we should just get it out of the uh, way. Russ is a top 12 fantasy quarterback again, so I, I would still start him. Mm-hmm. It's worth starting, and I, I think this offense is only going to get more on the same page. He's putting up some empty yard stats, but it might be worth it. And then uh, what do you do about this Denver running back situation? Are you picking up Mike Boone or Latavius Murray?
0: Um, I think I'm taking Mike Boone just because he has the familiarity in the system. Um, he should have the favor in terms of the coaching staff because of that. Um, Latavius Murray is a very experienced player, though. I mean, there's definitely going to be a situation, I can already see it happening, where Mike Boone kind of runs the Broncos down the field and Latavius comes in and vultures him at the goal line. That's where I'm going to go with, I think, in my leagues,
1: I'm going to put in a claim on Latavius Murray just because of the goal line carries. He's the bigger back. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to have to do this by committee, and I think it's probably look, if Melvin Gordon gets one more fumble, it's over for him. So it's worth putting in a claim on Latavius Murray or Mike Boone, regardless of which way you think that's Mm going to go. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Murray, or you can take Jake's advice there. Um, Let's move on though. New England at green Bay, Romeo dubs is doing what we all wanted him to do, which is just awesome. I overdrafted him in probably every league, but I don't care. It's going to be awesome. He's awesome. And look at, Green Bay does it again. They find a late round receiver.
0: Is it overdrafting if you drafted a guy who might be like your wide receiver two or three at worst all season long? It
1: probably isn't, but in comparison to where he was going, I overdrafted him. But it's been stud, He's been a stud. Ramondre Stevenson also looks like he's really yeah. starting to become that lead back. So I would start him as well. Especially that New England offense that doesn't have so much going for him, especially with Mac Jones out. Ramondre Stevenson's looking like he's going to get a lot of work coming up. Let's move on to the main topic. Is this Clyde Edwards Hilaire breakout for real?
0: Man, I don't know. I can't I can't trust this guy. I love this guy coming out of LSU. I thought he was gonna be just the key that unlocks that Chiefs offense, if that's even possible to say, because obviously it's Patrick Mahomes' show. But this type of performance that you saw from him against this defense really is encouraging and I I think I keep going back to this though. Andy Reid's obviously the head coach, and Andy Reid has always given people headaches in terms of his backfields for fantasy purposes, unless he has a clear-cut guy like LaShawn McCoy, Brian Westbrook. Jamal Williams. Jamal, yes, uh, Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles, sorry. Um, (laughs) Do you have CEH on that level? Because I think that answers your question. I do. Um, You do? He's been a stud this year,
1: even when he gets sort of caught up at the line of scrimmage and isn't doing stuff in the run game he's doing stuff in the pass game when he's doing stuff in the pass game he's not necessarily doing stuff in the run game but every week he's found a way to make an impact and the other thing he is getting into the end zone Mm -hmm. on a consistent basis this guy's on pace to have 12 touchdowns this year you have to get in on that
0: yeah uh, i'll just say i was wrong then i was not a believer coming into this season in ceh he's proven me wrong
1: Neither have I. All right.
0: Uh, are you concerned about Leonard Fournette, and is Rashad White coming on? This team is just so weird, dude. Honestly, I don't really know what to think about this team. Their calling card was defense, and running the football, it seems, um, they get the receivers back. Brady all of a sudden throws for 52 attempts. They only had six rushing attempts in this game, Kale. Totally. It's,
1: it's... It's concerning. It's concerning for sure. I... I think Rashad White is a waiver claim. I really do.
0: I loved him coming out of ASU. I think he's a really good player. I just – Leonard Fournette has always been the type of guy that it seems like coaches just trust more because of his size and just ability. All right. Let's move on. Last game,
1: Los Angeles Rams at San Francisco 49ers. I'll start with Tyler Higby. He's a big part of that offense. Um, Mm -hmm. He's going to be a start-and-forget tight end as well, um, in my opinion. And then, uh, do you have any other big takeaways from this game? I didn't have much.
0: Um, I'll take a little victory lap. I said I was fading Matthew Stafford on our first show of the year this year, and he just has not looked good. So, and is Jeff Wilson a top twenty starter despite
1: having low-ish usage? He looks to be explosive and getting those carries at the goal line.
0: Um, low usage in terms of what? Uh, let me. He had see. eighteen carries last week. Whew. So that's why. I mean. This backfield can cause such a headache to anyone who wants to get invested in it. I understand why you would want to get invested in it, though, because it's Kyle Shanahan, and this guy just knows how to design a run game. But that being said, I think that, you know, Tyrion Davis-Price, I said this last week, this guy's going to come back. He was a third-round draft pick out of LSU. Mm -hmm. He's going to get carries at some point. I say ride this Jeff Jeff Wilson train while you can, but don't be surprised if it ends uh, sometime possibly before Halloween, maybe after though. And that 49ers backfield has always
1: been really really tricky. Mm-hmm. But he did run 9 routes, so maybe they'll throw him some
0: passes Interesting. Too. That is interesting. And then uh let's get into some waiver claims. Yes, we will get into some waiver claims, but first I have to tell you guys about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL uh they are running a ton of great deals going on throughout this football season they actually boosted cooper cup to an anytime touchdown of plus 150 last night and unfortunately did not hit i was in on that were you in on that i was also in on that i think a lot of people were it's a bummer those hit more often than not though uh so keep an eye on those cooper cup touchdown odds anytime you see a boost i think it's wise to go ahead and press your luck there Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DMVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: All right, let's get into some waiver claim big board here. Uh, I'll just run through these guys and you tell me who you like out of them. Romeo Dubs, Tyler Algier, Rashad White, Brian Robinson, Jared Goff, whoever you like out of those Denver running
0: backs, Naheem Hines and Raheem Mostert. Who's your guy? My guy is Romeo Dubs. I think he's easily the best value from those guys that you said, but I am very, very, very intrigued by Brian Robinson. Mm, okay. I am
1: really in on Algier. I think he's going to get the lion's share of those carries now. on uh, sort of a balanced offense. Um there. And then I also I really like Jared Goff. If you need a quarterback, he's playing like a QB one right now.
0: Yep. Highest scoring offense in the NFL, I believe. And they are the highest scoring defense in terms of points of allowed. So they're gonna be in shootouts, it seems like all year. (sighs) Seems like that, which I'll get to that in a second.
1: But um do you have any do you have any takes about these guys that you really want to get off before we move on? Um
0: Rashad White, uh, we talked about him a little bit. I do think this is a guy worth investing in, as you mentioned, putting a claver, uh, waiver claim in on him. You're going to see him, I think, use more um, in terms of usage in passing game and running game. Uh, Fournette's still going to be that bruiser. He's probably going to be the vulture for Rashad White on some of these occasions. But I still would throw one in on Rashad White. I'd probably go, if I had to rank it, I'd go Dubs robinson white in terms of my favorite non-quarterback guys naheem hines is out there um i think he's gonna get some carries he'd be a great uh replacement uh if if the jonathan taylor owner in your league does not have him handcuffed he's on the colts right am i yes yes um it'd be a great value pickup for thursday night to get a starting running back like
1: that yep totally all right and then let's get into some streaming defenses any defenses
0: you really like this week to stream Oh man! Well, uh, we can start off with the one that you asked in the questions earlier. You can just—I uh, st- don't know who's playing the Bears, but whoever's playing the Bears, fire that one up. Uh, let me look through here. It's the Vikings. Can I tell quick. you a sneaky yes, one? Go ahead, please. The Lions. Mm, against
1: Bailey Zappi against Bailey Zappi I interesting I I know they've been the worst fantasy football defense so far but that means they're going to be available and I do not buy this Pat's offense for a second week in a row behind Bailey Zappi so that I'm going to throw that out there the other one I really like is Jaguars Texans that is going to be a slog of a game Pick whoever you like there. The Jags defense is still available in a lot of leagues. I don't know why, because it's been one of the best
0: defenses in the league this year. But throw the Jags defense on there. I like Tampa Bay at home with Atlanta coming to town. Uh, We talked about that Atlanta offense. Cordell Patterson now injured. Marcus Mariota not really playing at a very explosive and efficient rate. I am also very interested in the Chiefs on Monday night, playing at home with the Raiders coming to town. The mm-hmm. Raiders had a big win last week, and I think going into Arrowhead, that hostile environment, it could very easily flip on uh, Las Vegas. I think that
1: team makes to, wants to make a statement that they're still who we think they are, and I think that defense is going to play with their hair on fire. We don't have many questions going on because we already talked about Latavius Murray fine. coming in. So uh, anything else you want to get to before we get out of here?
0: I think I'm good, man. Um, please pray for me. I'm not doing too good in my leagues this year. It's really hard. I I open my sleeper in my Yahoo Fantasy app and just
1: sadness fills my body. Uh, I, I'm not doing too hot either. So take everything we say with a grain of salt from two guys who are not doing too great in <laughs> fantasy this year. Uh, I have to go move
0: and end the show. All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in and watching. Uh, make sure you check us out next week. Are we planning on Tuesday again, Kale? Hey, yep. Uh, I think we're going to make Tuesdays the day for this fantasy show. Uh, Make sure to send all your questions. And join us for the live show if you're listening to the podcast. We are on YouTube streaming these shows almost every time. For Kale Sorbo, my name is Jake Schwanitz. We will see you guys next week.